Thinking about getting one of those cute, fluffy, furry canines in the near future, but wondering if it's the right time? On today's episode, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to go through a list of some red flags and kind of talk about, is this the best time or is maybe waiting a little bit longer going to benefit not only you, but your dog in the future? Let's get into it. Well, welcome to the podcast. Always excited to get these podcasts going. I feel like there's so many different things to talk about. And uh, on episode two of our podcast, we are going to be talking about if it's the right time for you to get a dog. And that doesn't matter if it's a puppy or an adult dog or whatever. Is this the right time for you? And I want to start out uh, by putting this out there. Now, I'm going to be going through a list of red flags. Now, red flag doesn't mean you shouldn't get a dog. This is just saying, hey, maybe it's not the best time. Maybe waiting a little bit longer, getting things more in line and set up might be beneficial. But I am no in no means saying don't get a dog. Uh, I just want people to stop and just kind of think about these red flags and, and really evaluate what's going on and decide, is this the right time to get a dog? Because here's a little here's a little something that I don't think uh, a lot of people know, the average age of a dog in foster or in a shelter is 18 months. 18 months. That dog is working through its puppy developmental stages, maybe just coming out of it, finally starting to maybe figure things out, and then boom, it's gone. Now there's a million different reasons why these dogs end up in foster care or at a shelter, but I can tell you one of the reasons is that. People just realize their situation isn't what they thought it was, and they're not ready for this dog. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we do that, though, I just want to remind you guys, my name is Jake. I am from OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. We do courses. We're going to do, obviously, this podcast, um, but we do a lot of online courses to kind of help people out, get people rolling. If in-person classes aren't for you, if your schedule doesn't allow you the ability to show up at the same time every week for physical classes, then definitely OnDog Training Academy will be a good place to check out. So check it out, OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. Look at the courses, see if any of them fit you. Join them, have some fun, learn some stuff. All right, so I think we're just going to jump into talking right into this. And the, the first the first red flag, in my opinion, when you're looking at getting a dog is kind of what does your schedule look like? I know a lot of people want dogs. Wanting a dog is an awesome thing. Dogs are awesome. But is your work slash school slash life ready for it? Um, What's your schedule look like? If you're working 10, 12, 14 hours a day and that dog's going to just have to be home on its own, I don't think that's a good sign that you should get a dog. Uh, You just don't have the time for it. And again, I understand people want that companion. They want that friend. But when the friend is spending most of his time at home alone, whether it be kenneled or loose, maybe it's not time yet. Maybe things need to get figured out. You know, and of course, there's always, yeah, you can send him to daycare every day. You can do different things. Absolutely. 100% agree. 
But if that's not an option, if that's not an option in your area, take a look at your work and your school schedule and decide, do I even have time for this? When I get home from work, when I'm really super tired, do I have time to train my dog? Which is really important, especially early on. Uh, do I have time to play with my dog, bond with my dog? You know, what's going to happen with pottying? How do I get my dog out during the day? All those different things. So keep that in mind, your work and school schedule. The next one then would be living situation. This falls more into breed selection, but not entirely. If you're going to, I'm picking on school people, it seems right now, but if you're going to school and you're living in a, in, in a, a frat house or you're living close to college or something, well, you got to keep in mind, this this dog you're getting isn't a short-term commitment. If you get a puppy, you're looking at 10, 12, 14, 18 years of this dog being part of your life. And so, yeah, you maybe have a suitable living situation for a couple years, but then when you're done with school, what's going to happen? So breed selection might be important there where maybe I'm not going to get a super hyper dog because I may end up living in an apartment or not even super hyper, maybe just getting a large breed or something that needs a little more space. Because maybe you're going to live in an apartment. Maybe you do live in an apartment. What does your living situation look like right now? Does it even make sense to have a dog in this living situation? You know, are you living with somebody else? Do you have a roommate? Do you, you know, live in a small area? Whatever. Again, I understand people wanting dogs. But is your living situation set up at this point right now to cater and really help these dogs uh, thrive? And that's the goal of this this episode is to really set dogs up to thrive. I don't want to see dogs in shelters. I don't want to see dogs getting surrendered because they're too hyper or they chewed up stuff or I don't have time for it. That I don't have time for a dog really frustrates me just because especially young dogs, because you probably knew going into it a lot of these different things I'm going to talk about. And if you just would have paused for a second, it would have been way better. And you probably maybe would have decided that now is not the time. And this dog can maybe go off to somebody else who could early train it, do all this stuff it needs to do. And the dog would have been thriving a lot earlier. But just keep in mind your living situation. The next one I'm going to talk about is a little touchy for some people, but that's okay. I think it needs to be talked about, and that is money situation. If you think dogs are cheap, then you're mistaken, and you're, you're, you're fooling yourself. They're not cheap. You've got vaccinations. You've got medical expenses. I mean, God, you go to the vet one time, and you're, you're putting out a couple hundred dollars. Easy. You know, they're expensive. Feeding them properly. Giving them, you know, toys, bones things they need in their daily life just to to be happy. Dogs aren't cheap. Yes, you can get a dog, and yes, you can not vaccinate them, feed them really, really, really bad food, and maybe be fine. But at the same time, the likelihood of all that lining up and going great is pretty low. So if you're having a hard time right now financially, maybe right now is not the best time to get a dog. Let's pump the brakes get some stuff figured out, and then when you're able to, then get a dog, you know, because you you just want to be careful. You just want to be careful, and I don't want money. When I'm looking for a dog, I don't let money strictly determine what dog I'm getting, what breed, or what, what dog I'm getting and from where. I let my research, 
what I know about the breed, what I know about the breeder, if you're rescuing a dog, whatever, what you know about these different things determine if I'm going to get this dog. I don't want money to be the reason I get this dog. I I don't want to be like, well, I got it because it was cheap. Well, it was a $50 dog, so that's why I got the dog. That's a terrible reason to get a dog. A cheap dog is a terrible reason to get a dog. There needs to be so much more into it. Because you're setting yourself up for potential heartbreak and failure down the road by settling just because of the price. So keep that in mind. The next one, I feel like all of these, I'm gonna, I could just lead off every time and say, well, this is going to be a touchy one. They're all going to be touchy ones. And again, if you find yourself getting offended by anything I am saying, remember, you can still get a dog. I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying just think about it and make sure this is the best thing for you and your dog or your future dog. Just make sure. I am just advocating for the dog and wanting to see a dog live in a house with a family and be happy or live with a, in a house with a person. I don't care if it's a family. Just living with somebody its whole life, having a happy life, and you guys being happy and everything else. So that's why I'm saying all this stuff. So if you get, if you get a little bit upset at what I'm saying, I'm sorry, but understand. Sometimes it has to be said. So the next one, leading off on that then, the next one would be expecting a child. So I get the whole like romanticized thought of getting a dog, having a baby, and then them growing up together. I get it. It sounds awesome. Yeah, your dog gets to grow up with your kid. They're the same age. How cute. The problem is, well, there's a couple problems. The biggest problem, I think, is typically if you're getting this puppy and you're having a baby at the same time, which one, I almost said which animal, which one is going to take priority? The kid, I imagine. The kid, 100% of the time. So that means your puppy, who does require a lot of work, or a young dog, or a new dog that requires a lot of work, is getting pushed to the side, put on the back burner. Kids are a ton of freaking work, too. I don't have any. That's just what I've been told. I've been around people who have kids. I understand they're a lot of work. That's one of the reasons I don't have any. But that's that's what happens. The dog gets put to the side. Baby becomes priority, which it should. And then the dog suffers. And you find attention-seeking behavior. So the dog is jumping, destroying things. You don't have time to train the dog. So now the dog is learning bad habits like counter surfing, peeing in the house, all these different things. And in the meantime, you're still trying to take care of your child as you're trying to take care of this dog. My advice in this situation, wait. Just wait. Wait a year at least. Wait a year. Let that kid, your baby, child, whatever, grow up a little bit, get things more manageable, get on a good track with that, then get a dog and start to work it through that way. If you think about, if you think back in your life, now I grew up with dogs my entire life, but I can promise you, I do not remember anything from that like first year of my life. Maybe beyond that, maybe there's little things that trickle in, but I do not remember that. So as cute as it is to see your your kid and a dog growing up together, the kid doesn't really remember those things. And so is it really that worth it? I don't think it is. Um, so I would say wait a year, couple years, and then roll in from there, and it should be fine, or it should be at least better. You have a better chance then of your dog 
and your child both thriving, because we know the kid's probably going to thrive, the dog's always going to be put on the back burner. So when you're expecting a child, pump the brakes again and just wait. See what happens. And once you're in a good path with that child, then get a dog. Because I see this and I hear this so often with clients who come to me. They say, you know, we have a child on the way. Or we just had a child. And this puppy's a ton of work. Yeah, puppies are a lot of work. I could have told you that. You could Google that anywhere and that will pop up. You could go Google right now. Are puppies a lot of work? And I guarantee you, you'll just get something at the top that just says, yeah, of course. They're a ton of freaking work. You know, and so... yeah. Are babies a lot of work? Do the same thing. Google our babies a lot of work. I guarantee you it'll be a big yes, of course, duh. So make sure you're ready when that happens. Make sure give that kid time. Okay, the next one, since we're on the topic of kids, getting a dog for your kids. Is it a good idea? It's cute. I like it. Again, in when you're thinking of the situation, it's amazing, right? But... I'll say 9 times out of 10, although I feel like it's more like 10 times out of 10. You're going to go to your kids and be like, okay, I'm going to get you this dog that you've been asking for. You need to pick up the poop. You need to bathe the dog, trim the nails, do some training with the dog, all this different stuff. Are you on board? And the kids would be like, yeah, I'm on board. Of course I'm on board. Yeah, we're going to do this. It's awesome. I get a dog. Dogs are cute and cuddly and fun for like a week. And then your kid's going to go... I'm tired of waking up early and letting this dog out. I'm tired of having to feed this dog all the time when I want to go play with my friends. So where's that responsibility fall back onto? You. And it happens all the time. All the time. So if you're thinking about getting a a dog for your kids, don't. Get a dog for you that your kids can enjoy. But make sure when you're getting that dog, you can say it's for them if it puts you in their good graces or it adds a little couple notches like oh we love you because you got us a dog but be prepared and mentally tell yourself this is actually going to be my dog I am training it I am letting it out I am feeding it because your kids like I said almost guarantee it will lose interest in training especially when with young dogs as they start to get older and things become difficult and the dog is biting and jumping and there's these behaviors that need to be stopped but either they can't do it or it's just difficult, that's when your kids are going to start losing interest and wanting to go do something else. I just want to go play video games. I want to go do something else. I don't want to go walk the dog. I don't like this dog anymore. He's too much work. Blah, blah, blah. I hear it all the time. So make sure you are mentally prepared and ready. You're going to be the one taking care of this dog. So getting your dog for another kid, not a good idea. Getting your dog for your other dog equally possibly not a great idea not a terrible idea i've seen people who do this and it works out wonderfully but honestly if you don't have time to entertain your first dog and you're going to get another dog to help entertain your other dog that could blow up and backfire in in your face so hard and now you have two problems on your hand You don't have time for one dog. You certainly don't have time for two dogs. And what the heck happens if they don't get along? And that happens. It happens often. Again, this is something we deal with here a lot. Multiple dog households, dogs aren't getting along. You talk to them, why'd you get this dog? I got this dog to entertain my other dog. Okay, 
So that told me you didn't want another dog, but you thought it'd be best for your dog. It almost goes back to what I was just saying about the kids. Assume when you get this other dog, just assume that it's going to be your project and it's not up to your other dog to entertain this dog. Anyways, this is going to be on you. So I would rather you stick with one dog and work that one dog and find avenues of exercise and different things than to add another life to your house and not be ready for it. And that leaks back into your work situation, your living situation. Can you really house two dogs safely and securely and in a good place? Is there enough room there for two dogs? Can you afford to vet two dogs and feed two dogs and train two dogs? Now, all that different stuff, there's so much. So honestly, if you're looking to get a dog for your dog, probably not a great idea. Uh, the next one is your health. This is a super, super, duper, duper, duper touchy subject. If your health is questionable, like I said, remember, these animals aren't short-term things. This is a long-term 12, 14, whatever year, you know how long some dogs can live. It's a gigantic time commitment. Well, if your health isn't great, and you may not, as bad as this sounds, you may not be around in, in 10 years, do you really want that senior dog to have to go try to figure out a new place to live? I don't. I don't. Now, of course, things pop up as we age, as we get older, whatever. Uh, things pop up, but if I, at this moment, know something that is a red flag to getting a dog, such as health, I will take that into consideration when I'm deciding if I should get a dog or not. And, and health, this isn't a health necessarily thing. This is more of an age thing too. And this is more of a personal thing for me. I've already said, like, when I hit 70 or maybe even younger, who knows, we'll see, I'll either adopt old senior dogs that only maybe have a year or two or three left, but I don't think I'm going to take on a puppy. Partly because at that age, you're obviously trying to take care of yourself a lot more, typically a lot more than than before when you were a little bit younger. And and also, you're starting to reach that, and this is just a, a super touchy, weird thing to say, but you're reaching that life expectancy area where you may not be there for your dog through the long haul. And and so I definitely look at age, your age, and everything as a, as a possibility. Like, where are you going to be in, in 12 years? Well, some people won't be here. And so, like, if... if, if I have like an 80-year-old or someone who comes to me and says, I really want to get a dog. And a lot of times, the older people want to get smaller dogs. Well, newsflash, older do or yeah, smaller dogs tend to live longer. And that can be a problem. You have small dogs that can live to be 16, 18 years old. I mean, my God. And again, this isn't an insult on the people and to like say, hey, well, you're old. You shouldn't get a dog. This is, again, everything I say is advocating for the dog. I don't want to see a 10 or 12-year-old dog <clears throat> that has spent its whole life living with you, loving you, has gotten to have you know whatever habits you have, whatever, and then something happens to you, and now this dog has to go live somewhere else and develop it and, and understand. I mean, that's separation anxiety things. There's so much. And so suddenly the back end of this dog's life is miserable because you decided to get a dog when maybe it wasn't a good time to or maybe... You decided to get a dog when you didn't have enough time left on this planet to uh, 
work with that dog and live with that dog and survive, I guess. So keep that in mind. That leads into one of the last things we'll talk about today. And that is, please, 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 I'll say it one more time. Please do not, do not surprise somebody with a dog. I don't mean your kids. Surprise your kids with the dog. Cool, fine, whatever. But, you know, if, if your grandma's living alone and you're like, oh, she seems so lonely. I'm going to get her a dog. Don't do that. Let them decide they want to get a dog. Let them help them pick one out. Sure, help them. Don't determine that they need a dog and get one for them and surprise them for it. Surprisingly, and you might be hearing this right now and going, well, that sounds dumb. Like, who would do that? You'd be surprised. There are a lot of people who get dogs for other people as a surprise. And again, this isn't a kid. If you surprise your kid with a dog, fine, cool. You can go back to what we were talking about earlier and go off of that. But that's fine. But man, do not surprise somebody with a dog. I had... And I'm not naming names, and I don't think these people are unfortunately around anymore. But I had I had a client who had a farm type situation, and the daughter decided, "Hey, it sounds like you should have a guard dog there to protect you." Cool, eighty year old woman with like an eighty five year old husband who's on oxygen and and can't move as well as he once could. They need a big bad guard dog to guard them. Problem is. That's still a dog they have to take care of. You know, it was okay with them, but it was strong, too strong. And it needed to get figured out. And so we had to do a lot of work. Yeah, things improved, but not great. It just was super clear that it was just too much dog for those people at their age, at their health, with the disabilities they were dealing with. And the lady even admitted, I wish my daughter would not have got me that dog. And I strongly agreed, of course. So that's kind of, if you look through these things, I mean, there's probably 17,462 and a half more red flags I could probably go through, and it would all make a lot of sense. In the end, here's what I want you to take from this episode. When you're thinking about getting a dog, look at your situation. Look at your scheduling for work or whatever, and and and. Even if you're home right now, working from home right now doesn't mean in a year or two or three, you're going to be home still. People are going back to work and it is definitely going to change. But look at your your work schedule, your living situation, your money situation. You know, are you expecting a child? Maybe you should wait. You know, what are your kids? How are your kids going to be uh, able to help out with this whole situation? Um, how's If you have another dog, how's your other dog going to take to that situation? What's your health like? And then obviously, you know, health leads into age, leads into that whole snowball I talked about earlier. So basically, like I said in this episode, I just want you guys to take away, stop, to put a pause on it. Dogs are exciting. Puppies are exciting. Puppies are cute and they cause us to like make dumb decisions because they give you puppy eyes and you're like, oh my God, okay, I need this dog in my life. And then you get the dog home and puppies are only puppies for so long and they grow up. And then they get into those teenage age years, those the 18 months and before that where they're just punks and they're learning and trying to figure things out. And that definitely are just some things to think about. Stop and think. Please stop and think. So, guys, that is going to be it for this episode. Hopefully, you took some stuff away from it. And like I mentioned early on, if you are looking into taking some courses 
uh, and want to do want to do some stuff online, definitely, definitely, definitely check out our website at ondogtrainingacademy.com. And we hope to see you there. So thank you guys for listening. We'll see you in the next episode.